0: Let me ask you a question. Are you using TikTok? Maybe you are and you watch all the funny videos, but are you using TikTok for your business? I know what you might be thinking. Another platform to learn and more time creating content? After listening to this episode, you might rethink TikTok, especially when our guest shares how she uses TikTok to help her create new content that she can use on other platforms. You know I'm a big fan of repurposing. Today, Aubrey Malik joins the show to share how she leverages TikTok to build her audience. And I think I'll take her word for it because she grew her TikTok following to almost 300,000 in under a year, which I think is pretty impressive. Aubrey is the host of the Freelance to CEO podcast, and she's dedicated to moms who are eager to design a freelance business. Listen in because you might look at TikTok differently after today. Hey there, sister. If you're ready for some juicy content, you know what to do. Hand your kiddos those tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, and I am really excited about today's topic. I think it might surprise you. We're going to talk about TikTok today. I know most of the time I'm always talking about Instagram and how to scale your business, but I have yet to have anyone on my show talk about TikTok, but talk about it in a way that feels aligned with you as an individual, and not only how to help it grow your business and maybe get the visibility that you want, get some eyeballs on your business, but do it in a way that feels fun and not forced. So Aubrey Ballack is in the house today. So glad you're here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So Aubrey, you and I have a lot in common. You are a boy, mom, you are a, fe- a former teacher, and you also have a podcast freelancer to CEO podcast. So real quick, I know it won't be quick, but maybe summarize for us. Like that's a lot. You were a former teacher. Then you went into like the whole virtual assistant, freelancing. Now you have a podcast. Now you're on TikTok. So tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: I I will promise to give you the cliff notes version because (laughs) I could go into detail here, but basically I, you know, I was teaching. I taught for five years. I honestly didn't see anything else in my future. Even when my husband asked me, you know, like, What what do you see 10 years down the road? Like I always just saw myself being a teacher, like not even going into administration or anything. I really did love what I did as a teacher. But when I became a mom, that's when a lot of things shifted for me. And you don't think about those things really um, when you're picking a degree and you're going into your job because you're just kind of planning for like, okay, like, yeah, I got to have a job. And you don't think about what, what am I going to feel like when I, when things change, when life changes, when life comes our way, because a lot of people don't even know what the next year is going to bring. And so when I became a mom, I really was having the constant struggle of being teacher and being mom. And those lines were constantly being blurred. And I just really wanted to find a way where I could work and contribute to my family financially but also be at home, create my own schedule. Even though as a teacher, you know, you hear that, well, you get summers off and you have these breaks throughout the year. It's, you know, it's (laughs) not like that. There's a lot of extra time, especially if you were like me and you're feeling like I got to, you know, stay late and go in early. So I just felt, at this time, when my kids were young, I kind of just think, you know, it's like for the next five years, I want to do something from home so I could be with my kids when they're at school. I'll go back to teaching and had tried a couple different things to make money from home, join some network marketing companies, tried teaching kids English online. Like I've been there, done that. And it wasn't until I was in a mom Facebook group and someone I wrecked, you know, I told everybody what I had tried and someone said, have you ever looked into being a virtual assistant? And I had never even heard of it. And so my eyes were immediately like, oh, okay, this is something new and just kind of dove in and, and literally like my commutes to school, my breaks at school, my lunchtime was just devouring as much information as I could reading blog posts, listening to podcasts, and really just kind of diving head first into that and set a goal at the time when I started my business, I was seven months pregnant and set a goal to walk away from my teaching job by the time my second son was born. And I did that. I kind of proved to myself and proved to my husband that, that, yes, this was bringing in money. I gained my first client within a week and quickly scaled that business. I had replaced my teaching income within four months and about a year in started feeling these like tugs on my heart. Like what's next? I don't know. And just knew that I wanted to show up for, for the people who were even asking me, like, how did you do this? And so I started a podcast because I thought that would be really, really cool. And I like to talk as you can probably already tell within the first (laughs) Five minutes of this episode and just started sharing what, what I had done and what I had learned in the year of starting a business, not, you know, showing up from the expert by any means, just kind of telling other people what I had gone through and the episodes that were the ones that were the most downloaded were about freelancing and starting that business. And so kind of leaning into that, I didn't go into it thinking I was going to teach other people how to do that but just kind of leaning into what my audience was asking for and started giving more episodes on that. And it just slowly started to grow into that. And so now I'm three three years out of the classroom and that's what I do. I help moms and teachers start a virtual assistant business from home so that they can just have more choice and freedom in their life. And then got on TikTok about a year ago and started, started venturing with that as a, as a new um, marketing experience. That's what I like to call it when I started on that. <laughs>
0: I like how you call it a marketing experience. Like that is really kind of a cool way to look at it. So speaking of TikTok, I know that you've only been on it for a year and you've grown your following to almost 300,000 in under a year. And I think that is like ultra impressive. So why TikTok? Why did you start there?
1: Such a great question. So I I've been on the platform since the pandemic. I I think that's when a lot of people download it. We had a lot of time on our hands and I was seeing a lot of people on there. And I'm like, I'm just gonna download it and just kind of bide my time because (laughs) I had a lot of extra time on my hands and just started just watching what was going on there. Um, The explore page is kind of called the for you page. And so that's just where you can basically scroll, scroll through video after video. And I just was kind of seeing what other people were doing. And I just was having so much fun being a consumer on the app. So I was on the app for about eight months before I even really started thinking like, okay, I'll start posting on here. And I think that was really good for me because I got to get a sense of what other people were doing, what was working, what was capturing my own attention. So kind of being at it from that side of it and seeing like, what am I, what's stopping the scroll for me? Because what you'll find on TikTok if you get on there, I mean- People pretty much just scroll. So, you have to be able to capture someone's attention within the first three to five seconds in order for them to even stop on your video to actually see what you have to offer. So, I kind of just started making notes of those things. And I think that really helped me. And I by no means had overnight success. I actually went into it when I started on there. It was February of 2021. And I had been, you know, marketing my business on Instagram, I had been on stories, and I just, felt like it was kind of stagnant for me. And I was just seeing a lot of the same faces. And I just wasn't gaining enough, not enough traction, but it just kind of was like this, I felt like the same song and dance for me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get go over on TikTok. I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp of what's going on there. I'm going to give it 30 days. I'll, you know, post for 30 days, consistently show up, provide value um, within my niche of what I'm doing. So I had a really clear picture of what I was actually going to be posting, which I think really helped me. And I was like, I'll just give it 30 days, see what happens. If, if after 30 days, nothing happens, you know, no harm, no foul, I'll like, you know, move on and I'll go back to what I was doing. And I think it was about, about day like 28 where I was like, okay, I, I've done it and nothing's happening. And like day 28, I had like my first little like mini viral video and I'm like, okay, like we're getting somewhere. <laughs> um, and it just was, like I said, it was really fun for me. It was something different. And I think what allowed me to post maybe a little bit more freely than I had on Instagram is because I kind of went into it with the assumption and maybe this you know helped me too, is that There's brand new people on TikTok, like people that have never heard of me before that I don't even know in real life here. And so it allowed me to post without that fear of, you know, rejection or that fear of judgment. And that I think really helped me going into it. And now I I know that there are people, like I'm doing your quotes here, like people in my real life who follow me over on TikTok who see my stuff. But now I've just gotten so comfortable with it that I don't even, I don't even think about that. And it's different from, Instagram stories where with Instagram stories, it's like, you see the people who watch your content. And sometimes that can be really overwhelming for somebody to even like, think about posting a story like, Oh my gosh, they're going to see it. And what are they going to say? Like, you don't really, you don't see those same kind of metrics over on TikTok. So it allows you just to be a little bit more uh, relaxed about it.
0: Now, there's two things that stood out to me when you were explaining that number one is when you decided to experiment with TikTok you not only picked the 30 days but it sounds to me that you had a clear plan and included in that plan which is the second thing that stood out to me is you were going to stay within your niche so you didn't go on tick tock with the expectation of i have to do what everyone else is doing what's trending i have to do all the dances and the lip singing and all of that you kind of just went on with your plan of action and you stuck to your niche Do you think that that's what really helped move the needle for you to grow so quickly on TikTok?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of started, I would say, I'm trying to remember when I changed my podcast name. Because when I started my podcast, it was very like broad. My podcast actually was called Mom With Purpose which is still very near and dear to my heart, but I think that was still a little broad. Like people would come to my podcast and be like, what is this podcast about? So when I changed my podcast name to freelancer to CEO, people knew if they landed on my podcast, yes, this is for me or no, it's not for me. And that's where I really started to see the growth with my podcast. So when I went into TikTok, I wanted that same thing too. I wanted people to come to my page and know, here's what I'm gonna learn from this girl. And yes, it's gonna help me or no it's not and have that clear distinction so that people who really wanted to learn from me would follow me and would wanna hang around and see what else I had to produce. And then also too, because I went into it without the expectation of, oh, I have to grow overnight or I have to you know get so many likes, I was able to create this bank of videos that I could refer people back to. And when they came to my page, maybe they saw one video that went viral or maybe got a little bit of traction. They could come back to my page and see like, oh, this girl knows what she's talking about. She's got all these other videos here and I can go and I can kind of binge her content that she has here. And from that content, I was continuing to push people in the direction that I wanted them to go to. So it was kind of like the tip of the iceberg for me was TikTok. And then I could say, Hey, you know, if you want to learn more about this topic, I did a whole episode on my podcast. Hey, I've got a free training in my bio. If you go grab this, I'm going to go more in depth into this. And it wasn't like I was reinventing the wheel. I was create, taking the content that I had already been posting on my Podcast and just breaking it down into smaller bite sized pieces because on TikTok it's all short form video. So it wasn't like I could take a whole, you know, 15, 20 minute podcast episode. I could just take one piece of it. Like, here's my best tip for gaining clients. Here's my best tool that I like to use in my business. And then I could, again, continue to push them because I have them on the platform on TikTok, but I don't own TikTok, just like we don't own Instagram. So, how can I get them off? where I'm not just creating this following on TikTok and not being able to do anything with it later. Of course, I'm in a business. I you know have programs and courses that things that I sell. So how can I continue to nurture them off the platform
0: with all the other free content that I have? Hey, just a quick reminder that the Insta Accelerator Academy is now open. If you're sick of jumping from coach to coach and course to course to not only build your business but explode on Instagram, then this Membership Academy is the answer. Not only do you have access to a ton of Instagram and business building bundles, which you can do at your own pace, you'll also have access to monthly coaching calls with me and a private community of other entrepreneurs who have your back. If you're ready to take back control of your time spent on Instagram and grow your brand and business with ease and confidence, and finally show up on social the way you were always designed to do by the grace of God, then head to bossladyinsweatpants.com and join the Academy. No need to dump thousands of dollars into masterminds and high ticket coaches. Get the clarity and confidence you need that costs less than your monthly manicure. I'll see you inside the Insta Accelerator Academy. Now, something else that I think you were doing on TikTok, so not only were you creating content, not even really creating, I guess filming the videos obviously, but it's content that you already had. How can engaging and answering questions on TikTok help create new content? Like how are you doing that on TikTok?
1: Yes, this is one of my favorite features of TikTok is what you'll find is a lot of people will comment because you know, you're getting new people all the time. It's not the same, same people. So I will have people who will come to my page. It still shocks me. Like People will ask, what is a virtual assistant? So I'm getting you know, fresh faces on there. And from there, they're commenting on my videos, asking questions or wanting me to go more in depth or asking me something you know that's a different con- piece of content that I haven't covered yet. So from there you know sometimes it's hard we we get we're doing our podcast I'm sure you can relate to this it's like all right, what, what do I want to talk about this week? How do I come up with these topics? I was taking the questions that I was getting asked in my comment section of my TikTok, or when I would go live on TikTok, the questions that would come up a lot. And I was creating that evergreen podcast content. So then I could, again, you know, if some, this question came up, I could say, hey, I just did a whole podcast episode on it. Go check out the freelancer to CEO podcast. And then I was, again, pushing people to the other content that I had so that they weren't just living on TikTok. I was getting them off the platform as well. So yeah, the comments were really great for me just to help sometimes even you, we think as like the, you know, the creator of the content that we know what people want, but it was great when people were actually asking those questions. Cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't think that they would want to know this or that they would think about it in this way, or that they would have this misconception. A lot of times I will do like some like myth debunking on there about like what exactly is freelancing or what is a virtual assistant. And so I was able to take that and to repurpose it over on my podcast and have that live there. And then again, you know, anybody can find me on my podcast too, but it was a great way to give me some fresh ideas as to what people actually want to learn more about.
0: I love that. Now I'm curious, when you're doing TikTok videos, something that I've noticed, cause I'm trying to get over there a little more and I'll have to ask you this question to follow up to this one. But I'm noticing on TikTok, the size of the caption is like next to nothing compared to Instagram. Do you have any like tips or strategies when it comes to doing, like you said, a very short form video, I think you're only allowed up to what a minute. You can, some people
1: have, some people can do up to three minutes now, but again, that's, you know, you lose people after mm -hmm. even, even my videos that I want to go more in depth with that are minute longs. Like those videos are not getting the same kind of traction that my shorter videos do. Um, The caption is actually the thing that I love about TikTok the most because that was my struggle with Instagram. I would sit there and have the picture and I'm like, what am I gonna write for this (laughs) caption? And, you know, have to come up with something so that you would keep people on, you know, your page and clicking the C more and, you know, all that stuff. So I actually liked that it was not this lengthy thing because I was like, okay, again, less- not that I don't put thought into what I do, but it was less pressure for me to feel like I've got to come up with this super cap. Like I could just use me. I could use my hooks. I could use the information that I had, the content that I had to engage people. And it wasn't necessarily about who could write the best caption. Um, So I actually like that too. But a lot of times what I will use the caption for is to push people to my comment section. Because what TikTok really... Favors now in the algorithm. I feel like it changes every day and it's it's always hard to keep up with. I'm sure you can feel the same way about Instagram, but is the watch time. So what happens is if I put use my caption to push people to the comments, people are going to go to the comments. The video is playing in the background. So if they're in the comments and they're typing out a response or they're seeing what other people are saying the video is playing in the background. So it's getting that extra watch time. It's getting that full, you know, they're watching the entire video through multiple times over That's showing TikTok. Okay. This is a video that needs to get pushed out to more people too. So that's how I'll use the caption. But like I said, it's, it's just taken a lot of the pressure out of me. And and I don't know if anybody else feels this way with trying to come up with something that's like super captivating as a caption. I was never that way on Instagram. I always dreaded it. So when I went over there and I'm like, sweet. I can, you know, do something short and sweet. I can put some hashtags in there. And I don't really, again, it would just, it was, it made it feel more fun to me. Um, because I didn't, it didn't, I mean, like I said, I do have strategy and thought behind it, but it took that pressure of it having to be, curated and super thought out like I could just put something up there and if it worked great if it didn't okay and maybe why didn't it work did I maybe not word it the correct way did I maybe not capture them with my hook and then the best part about it is you can like I post three to five videos a day over there um you can re you can reuse the content that you're posting over and over again. So there'll be times where I'll take something that I've done and maybe it didn't hit the first time. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I, I probably, um, didn't capture them here. Or maybe I didn't put the call to action at the end. Like I wanted to, and I can redo that video using maybe a different sound or maybe using a different hook. And nobody's going to be any the wiser that I just did that one too. That's, that's one of the beauties of TikTok is it's, it's okay to reuse things. It's okay to use the same trend or the same sound over and over again too.
0: Now that brings up a great question because you just mentioned you show up like three to five times a day. Is that what you really need to do for, well, I guess it really goes back to what's your goal with TikTok. So Mm -hmm. for someone who's just getting started and just kind of wants to slowly build a presence, do they need to be on that platform consistently like every day? And not only that, do they need to be also engaging with other videos?
1: Yeah, I think. I think the key here is consistency. I don't think that there's a magic number. And I, I know that there will be some people who will say, yep, this is the this is the number you need to post. These are the times you need to post. For me, what I found is just showing up consistently. There are some days where the creative juices are flowing and I'm like, I can bang out a bunch of videos and get them up there. Um, I know that these are gonna be the pain points that people are, are seeing and that they want the, the help with. But then there's other times where I'm like, just, you know, struggling to get that flowing. And so I would say pick a number that feels doable for you to start and just stick with that. So if one video feels doable a day, stick with that and just do that every day. If you feel like you could maybe do a couple more, okay. I always tell people like, if they're getting started, start small, like, don't feel like you have to post. 10 videos a day to get started, just stay consistent because that's what TikTok wants to see. They don't want to see you post, you know, one day post 10 videos and then ghost the platform for a week or two weeks and do nothing. So instead of, you know, doing 10 videos in one day, stretch that out and maybe just do two videos a day, do one video a day, whatever feels doable for you. That's where I feel like you're going to find the most success, but it is with, Consistency It is engaging on the app, um, engaging with the people who are commenting on your posts. Um, I will even, I'm not like ashamed to say this too, I will get the conversation going in my comments. So I will be the first person that comments on my videos. Um, maybe it's a question I want people to answer when they come to the comments. Maybe it's something further that I, you know, if the video was short, um, sometimes in my caption, I'll say, see more in the comments. I know that people will do that on, on TikTok too, or on, sorry, on Instagram. And so I'll start the conversation because sometimes people feel intimidated, like, well, I don't want to be the first to comment. So I'll get that going so that they've come to the comments and they're like, okay, like I can answer this question or I can engage further. Um, and then, yeah, like engaging with other people and spending some time, like I said, that's how what I did in the beginning, spending some time on the app, seeing what other people are doing, seeing how it sticks, how it feels for you. But ultimately you want to do something that feels aligned for you. If you enjoy dancing, like, do dancing. If you don't enjoy dancing, you don't have to do dancing. There's other ways to hook people in with your content. There's people on there who have millions of hours that don't do any kind of trends, any dancing. They just do face to camera, but they do it in a way that really solves a problem for, you know, the people that are coming to their page, whether it's just to entertain, whether, you know, it's to inspire, whether it's to give value, whether it's to educate and teach something. Um, So really figuring out where you
0: fall within those, within those areas. I would love your opinion on this. What do you think about when people take existing video off of another platform, such as maybe Facebook or Instagram, Instagram reels. And I know that a lot of these platforms don't like other platform logos. So I'm crafty and I'm able to remove the Instagram logo. And then the next day I will put my, ex- my existing video or my existing reel on TikTok and write a quick little caption with a few hashtags and post it. Do you think that that is a doable strategy in the beginning or do you think, no, you should be using the TikTok platform and make authentic content right in their platform?
1: I think you can do a little bit of both, but what what I have seen from being on the app is that things that are trending or the, you know, you have the different sounds that are trending on Instagram reels for chances are that was already a trend on TikTok about a month or so ago. So you might miss that piece of it, but I think if it's value-driven content, you know, if it's not like on trend sounds, I think it'll perform fine. I take that's, you know, kind of where I'm at. I'm taking my videos off of TikTok, not all of them, because not all of them are going to make sense to perform well on other platforms. But even if, you know, you um, like, this is something that I'm going to be experimenting too. just trying to not necessarily do TikTok trends, but just filming different aspects. So maybe filming myself like on a coaching call with a student and being able to take that, maybe there was a really good nugget in there that I said to a student, like having my camera recording that or having, you know, Zoom and being able to take that and pull that out and, and repurpose it on there. I don't think there's anything wrong with repurposing that on TikTok, um, but it, I have actually found that on the TikTok app using the native recording is way easier for me than Instagram Reels. Now, maybe that's just because I'm not on Instagram Reels as much, but I've learned very quickly how to use that. And again, it just makes the process a lot easier for me, but I would say mix in a little bit of both, like get familiar with using TikTok to record and grabbing the sounds and doing the different effects on there. But then if you do already have content that you've used other places, like there's no, there's nothing against using that to repurpose it again. Like if it's super value driven and it's really going to speak to your audience, it's going to be something that they can come to and binge again. Um, I'm, I would say definitely do that.
0: Now, what would you say to the mompreneur who was like, okay, I want to dabble in TikTok. I just want to build a presence. What is your advice for overcoming comparisonitis? Because that's going to hit for sure.
1: Yeah, I think what you will find, and maybe this is why I really did like TikTok, I wasn't really finding people who were doing the exact same thing as me. Sure. Now, if I like search, you know, a hashtag within my niche, I'm going to see if there's other people doing that. But a lot of times on your, the, for you page, the explore page that comes up, there's a lot of different videos that come up. So I was seeing people who were outside of my niche. I was seeing people who were doing like business, but doing it in a, in a different niche. Um, and so I wasn't finding myself like that's, I feel like that was what held me back on Instagram, honestly, because I was seeing a lot of the same people, a lot of that same content. And it was holding me back because I'm like, well, she's over here and she's got this many followers. Like, in TikTok, I kind of was able to stay in my own lane and focus on what I was doing. I didn't have to think, oh, I've got to post, you know, a carousel tomorrow and make sure that I do a reel here and make sure that I'm on stories. Like sometimes that can feel overwhelming to somebody where it's like, if you're just on TikTok, like it's just a short form video and you can experiment and you can try different things. You can, like I said, it's, you don't have to be so tied to the metrics because you can post again and like i said switch that up um, so i would just say that i if you're thinking about doing it you definitely download the app and just kind of play around with it and just spend some time kind of looking and seeing what's doing well maybe if you see a video that's doing really well why did it do well what can you kind of take from that and then again just really staying like true to who you are you don't have to do what everybody else is doing sometimes that's the thing that will even stand out to me the most on the app like wow She's you know, doing this in a completely different way than somebody else is doing it. But yeah, I think you're less likely to feel that comparison because you're not, I don't see the same type of people that I see on Instagram, on TikTok, on my feed,
0: um, if that makes any sense. It does. And I think that's really refreshing to hear that getting on there, you're not going to see when I get on there, I'm not going to see like a bunch of different Instagram coaches or Instagram strategists. And same with you, you might not see a bunch of virtual assistants, which is really cool. So like you said, you can just stay in your own lane and have some fun with it. So this was an awesome conversation. You've encouraged me to kind of take a look at TikTok and see (laughs) if I can maybe come up with a fun little strategy and to have a plan for why I'm on TikTok. Is it to have my audience go check out my podcast? Do I want them to be coming over on Instagram and see what I got going on over there or or driving them to my website or my YouTube channel? So I think that's the biggest takeaway that I came from this conversation is before you even get on TikTok, have a clear goal of where you want to drive the people watching your videos. What is the whole point of doing it? It's not to become you know, famous overnight and get a brand deal. Like let's just be clear. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> so this yeah, yeah I, I love everything that you said. And do you have anything else to add? I did want to share one thing because I know that we had
1: kind of touched on this about like how can how are TikTok and Instagram possibly like related. Now that's not to say that you have to swear swear on Instagram. I'm still on Instagram. Here's one little thing that I did. Now I'm not super active on Instagram as far as like posting on my feed. I'm on stories mostly. Um, and I'm in the DMS, but what I would tell people on TikTok is, Hey, like, come send me a DM. Like if I was on a live video, come send me a DM over on um, Instagram. Number one, I don't, Care for TikTok's DM feature because if you send me a DM, I'm gonna voice message you back. That's just the way that I communicate. It's way faster for me, and I can get through more people. And so I was guiding people to to do that too. But you can also there's only two other social platforms that you can link up in TikTok is um, Instagram and YouTube. So I had my Instagram right in my profile. It's linked right there. So people would naturally not everybody, but people would naturally if they came to my page, they liked what I was doing oh, I want to see what she's doing on Instagram or I want to connect with her over there or maybe I want to send her a DM. They would come over to my Instagram, they would most likely follow me and then they would send me a DM. So in the past year, I've been very lacking in my Instagram presence and my Instagram has grown probably close to 4,000 just from not really doing much but having the presence on tiktok having that linked up in my profile and and again dropping those little it's the seeds here and there um come send me a message on instagram i'll connect with you over there and then again like i can continue to nurture them there too so there definitely is a correlation between a lot of people will see being present on tiktok and getting that organic growth that I don't think any other platform is really seeing like TikTok is and using it to grow your other platforms as well.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That was like a nice ending, juicy little golden (laughs) nugget there. And really when you're doing your, it gave me the idea, anytime you're going to do a video on TikTok, your call to action, saying right on the video, come DM me on Instagram. I'd love to chat with you. Like how Mm -hmm. easy is that to do right in your video? So, oh, I can't thank you enough, Aubrey, for being on the show today. So where can the audience see your work? Absolutely. So of course
1: you can come check out my TikTok. I'm kind of getting used to saying that like on podcast interviews now, like, (laughs) you know, you usually do that. I'm on Instagram, come check me out on Instagram, but I am on TikTok. So if you're looking for some inspiration, you want to see, I I do my fair share of dancing just because again, like it's it's fun for me. Not every video is dancing, but if you want to come see me, dance like a mom, you can come over, check me out on TikTok. It's just my name at Aubrey Malik. Um, of course, I'm on Instagram. I you know, mentioned my podcast too. And if you're, any of your listeners are thinking about maybe getting started in the virtual assistant space, I would love to share a freebie if you
0: wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I will make sure that everything is in the show notes. And oh, this was a lot of fun today, Aubrey. And I'm already following you on TikTok. So you guys make sure you go follow Aubrey and get some TikTok inspiration.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for having me.